Welcome back. This is episode five of No Truths Barred, and I'm your host, Hoikawaku Timmons. I thank you for taking time out of your night, your evening, your morning, whenever you're listening to this, uh, to listen to my podcast and to continue to follow me on this journey to explore different topics from the heavily politicized topics to fun stuff uh, to more personal matters. And tonight I wanted to take the time out to discuss something a little bit more personal. And before I go into that, actually, let me let you know, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, it's Hoyt, H-O-Y-T underscore Kuwaku, K-W-A-K-U underscore Timmons, that's T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And you can find me under that handle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, go to SoundCloud.com slash no truths barred and you can listen to episodes one through four episode one was uh too toxic for toxic masculinity episode two was uh money and morals black to entrepreneurship episode three was it's a gentrification situation episode four was uh no more sex matters and no was spelled uh k-n-o-w so kind of a little play on the words there if you will and make sure look if you like the podcast you like the content make sure to share on all of your media outlets and also some great news i have some interviews lined up uh some pretty cool guests that'll uh, involve like some really dynamic conversation. Um, also the YouTube channel is coming shortly, some more promos. So just stay tuned. Uh, it's a lot more coming with this podcast. I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys, the listeners, the absolute best listening and visual experience that I can give you guys. And once again, thank you for taking time out to listen to No Truths Bard. And this is episode five, episode five. So I was thinking I say you know I, I every week I hit you guys with uh, some dense subject matter I wanted to deviate from my norm a little bit with this particular episode and so with this episode um, yesterday was Father's Day and to all of the fathers that are listening I want to wish you guys a happy belated Father's Day and I call this effed up this episode is called effed up fatherhood to friend zones and that title sounds so crazy and so absurd, but I want to connect the importance of fatherhood and the cultivating of a young man and the need to have a father in one's life. I think about the popular narrative, especially when it comes to black men and the popular narrative that you see in the news and that you see in so many quote unquote studies and statistics is that the African-American community has a major problem and we're plagued with absentee fathers in many of our households. This is true, but I think it's kind of skewed a little bit. I, I think we're not getting a balanced image of exactly the true nature and the dynamics of fatherhood in black families. Um, some of my friends that work in foster care, some of my friends that uh, work in the social services system, they could probably do a little bit more of the numbers and give me a different perspective as well. But I think about all of the friends that I know, and I have quite a few friends that are fathers, um, some friends that are married, uh, some friends that are single fathers as well. And when I think about all of my friends, one thing I do know is that many fathers 
are very much involved in the lives of their children. Many of the fathers I know uh, go above and beyond to sacrifice for their children. And I think what we have to do is that we have to make sure that we look at the reality around us. We also do our own research and not just buy into the fact that so many of these men are absent from their child's lives, do not care about their children, because that's just not the truth. And sometimes a lot of the propaganda that we get, I feel is counterproductive to building and, 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 to, and to make sure we cultivate and not only cultivate, but make sure that uh, families flourish, the family unit flourishes. And the fact of having a father in one's life can neither be overstated and understated. Um, when you look at uh, studies have been done on just the importance of having a father in one's life. Like, for example, a few studies have stated that uh, uh, an active father in a child's life um, is, is connected to more higher academic success in the child's life. Um, a 30, uh, uh, with an active father in a child's life, I believe it's a 39% more likelihood that the child would be a straight A student. Um, something along the lines of 45% less likely to repeat a grade, uh, 60% less likely to be suspended or expelled, and 75% less likely to have uh, to be a, a parent um, as a teenager. And this cannot be understated because a lot of times this is the decisions that you make as a teenager and as a young adult. These are very uh, formulative years uh, that your future is predicated upon. And it behooves you to have some type of source of wisdom, leadership, decisiveness in your life in the form of a father. Now, that's not to say that these same qualities that are germane to one's success cannot come from a mother. But studies do show and it's too many to name. And I hate, I hate when I listen to a podcast and they're like, studies do show. And they don't like, they never cite the study. But literally, uh, you could go on Google, uh, any type of reputable site of your choosing, and you can uh, research the importance of having a father in a child's life and a myriad of sources, links, um, uh, studies, including both qualitative and quantitative data, will show the absolute benefits of having an active father in the life of a child. And I wanted to start off that way because so many times we have a tendency to neglect the fathers. We also have a tendency to, if there's a dispute or if there's a disagreement between a man and a woman, society always has this predilection, or better yet, an inclination, if you will, to side with the woman and the man is automatically demonized. And so many men fare unjustly in the court system when it comes to custody disputes, when it comes to child support. You have many men that are being really abused and sometimes you have women that fabricate things upon men to stop them from seeing their children, to force them to pay astronomical rates of child support. And the sad thing is that a lot of that money is actually not going towards the child, but to maintain the quality of living of the woman. 
Now, this is not the com- the common case. I'm not saying that's the norm. I'm not saying that's what all women do. But it's a specific bias. And the bias seems to be against the man in any type of judicial setting when it comes to uh, matters of custody, matters of divorce, and really when it boils down to the children. So many times when we when we have these discussions about the quote unquote deadbeat dad and quote unquote toxic masculinity, we also have to talk about the confrontational mother, the mother who may be scorned from the relationship. Thus, the scorn manifests in taking it out on the relationship that should be there between the child and the father. This has to be pointed out and has to be fixed. Because the more we like to cling to one specific bias, I think the more this problem cascades upon caustic relationships, children not really reaping the full benefits of having a good, solid, positive, healthy relationships with both parents, even if the parents are not together. Divorce or breakup is not a reason to ruin the relationship between a father and a child. Now, granted, if you have a father that's toxic, this man is no good for the child or to be in the child's life, then by all means, he shouldn't be there. You have to take him to court. You have to go ahead and make sure you get custody. But I'm not talking about those cases. I'm talking to cases where good men actually end up getting the short end of the stick because of an already, you know, uh, a systemic racist legal system where the chips are already stacked to the ceiling against a black man. And I felt like this being Father's Day, well, excuse me, the day after Father's Day, this subject has to be touched on. People make jokes He said, well, Mother's Day, people go all out. Father's Day, you know, it's really no big deal. But it is a big deal. Because it's imperative to have healthy relationships between children and fathers. Like, for example, you watch these shows about runaway, you know, teenage daughters and whatnot. Or you meet these women and they seem to constantly always pick the wrong men. It seems like at times a common denominator is that they didn't have a father in their life. And that's not in every case because you can't generalize and people are complex. But I do think the importance of having a a positive, let me emphasize positive father figure in the life of a daughter is that a daughter gets a template of what a man should be. A daughter gets a template of how a man is supposed to treat a woman about how a man is supposed to talk to a woman. All of these things can be seen in the father. You get these abusive relationships and this kind of uh, quotidian uh, effect of women bouncing along from uh, toxic relationship to toxic relationship to toxic relationship to toxic relationship to toxic relationship because it's a need to find this male figure that wasn't there when they were a child. Let me shift gears. This is going to be a little bit more personal. 
I want to talk about the need for a father in the life of a son. It can't be understated. I always believe that when it comes to life advice and life decisions, this is going to sound messed up, but I just believe. I think that a woman can give a man great advice. I think a man can give a woman great advice. And yes, many of the tenets of manhood and womanhood are predicated upon social constructs germane to our westernized society. But within that, I think there is just a perspective and a worldview that a man needs to hear from another man. And I think there's a perspective and a worldview that a woman needs to hear from another woman to navigate this life. And I think a, a, a daughter can also equally benefit from that perspective of a father and a son uh, can equally benefit from that perspective of a mother as well. In my personal case, I did not have the privilege to grow up with my father. I know my father. I've conversed with my father. But I didn't have the privilege to have that relationship and that bond with that male figure in my life. Certain things I'm not going to mention on this podcast that, you know, that's more so of a family issue but like all people we're all human and my my you know my dad had his his had or has his flaws his shortcomings um just like anyone else and therefore I, sometimes i think in retrospect maybe it was a good thing that i didn't have that connection with him because maybe more nefarious traits that he had may have rubbed off on me. Um, but as a as a as a as a very quick segue, uh, but gonna come right back. Uh, martial arts helped me tr- tremendously through martial arts. I was able to receive a lot of great male role mo- male role models and 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 influence, and it really shaped who I became as a person. But to my father, um. In my life, I noticed the struggle of not having a male around. And to be personal, it was just certain things that, as a young boy, I should have learned growing up. The confidence, the confidence to be comfortable in one's own skin and your own masculinity is something I wish that was was there for me as a, as a young man. And that was something I didn't have. You know, to, to learn how to how to defend yourself is something that I didn't have as a young man. And I had to learn that from other cats in the neighborhood or I had to, you know, I got into martial arts um, a little bit a little bit later on in life. And that really gave me a good foundation of of, of uh, self-defense and whatnot. Um 
just that that certainty. You know, I, I I really was plagued with a lot of a lot of low self confidence and depression in my early life, and um, you know, we try to mask it over. We try to act like uh, you know, these things don't hurt. It doesn't bother you to uh, not have the father in one's life, but they end up hurting you. You know, because there's always a piece of you that's like, well, well, wow, you know, why wasn't this person there or what's going on? And maybe I'm not adequate enough for that person to be um, active in my life. These are things that I thought as I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an older, a lot older now, and I really don't have those thoughts anymore. I think the, 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 the perspective has evolved to, you know, this was a person that clearly had a lot of their own demons and their own baggage and they were under equipped to be a father and I don't really know their reason I don't really know their side of the story this is not to relieve that particular person or to relieve my father if you will of his duties of being a dad but it's to say that Sometimes things are a lot more complex than than you know and than what they seem. And I really I really wish that, you know, I had them in my life to 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 teach me about discipline. I didn't have discipline when I was younger. Um I didn't have the focus I I believe that all men need all men need focus. Men need to be decisive. Men need to be men of action and commitment and follow through. And those are things I had to really go through the murk of life without having. You know, when I when I before I started uh, martial arts, I ballooned. You know, because I was eating everything. I just wasn't. Uh, I didn't have the discipline to stop myself. And this is no shade or slight against my, my mother, because my mother did teach me a lot and gave me a lot of great qualities that I take on to this day. But I think it's still something different about getting those from your father. I used to have friends that would do things with their father and I would feel so weird because I knew deep down I would never know that feeling and I would never know that connectivity. And I never felt it in my And I think about so much I had to learn on my own. And I feel like so much of, of, of just not being able to Sorry, folks, if I'm getting a little caught up, I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't plan on going into this pocket, but because I'm trying to watch what I say and, and, and make sure I'm careful with my words. But um, from firsthand experience, having a father is important. But the great thing is this. I did learn from him. And what I learned was this. I learned everything he did. I'm doing the opposite when I become a father. That's what I learned. And I thank him for that. And I pray for him. Because you have to know 
what you did was not the best course of action. And so I, I, I say that having a father in your life is important for a lot of different reasons. And it could be academically, socially, cognitively. I mean, you know, uh, people with father and uh, people with a father in their life are less likely to get hooked on drugs, less likely to go to jail. It's just so many different things that just the impact of having a father there can prevent. I had to learn on my own about women. I had to learn on my own about uh, condoms. I had to learn on my own about all of this stuff. I never learned the science of women. The odd thing is that my dad was one of them guys uh, <laughs> that's, you know, he, he, you know, he slept around quite a bit with quite a few women. Um, I never really learned the science of the dynamic of understanding a woman. And sometimes women can give sons bad advice on, on women. It's way different. And I had to go through some tough things. Like I had to go through quite, well, not a lot, but about two heartbreaks and some other stuff that really, really broke me down to my foundation. And I had no idea. I had no male figure to go to, to discuss the science of a relationship. And it is a science to it. The science of understanding women. I didn't have that because of, of an absentee father. See, it's so many things that fathers play a role into that we forget, overlook, omit, underestimate, etc. And I didn't have that. And one thing that always kept happening to me, and I, and I want to get into this, uh, and this is kind of a segue away from the fatherhood discussion, but out of my ignorance on how to deal with women, I kept getting in the quote unquote friend zone. So for those of you who don't know what the friend zone is, the friend zone is this term where um, a man is trying to court a woman, but he's in a situation where he's a friend is platonic. She sees him more as a brother, but he wants more, but it's never going to happen. And you see all of these articles online about how to escape from the friend zone and how to get out of the friend zone and um, do these five things. And this is how you get out of the friend zone. Look, man, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you these last few minutes of the podcast. So I'm going I'm to speak from the heart as a guy who's been in the friend zone many times. This is what the friend zone truly is. The friend zone is this. The friend zone is you meet a woman. She's attractive to you. You go up, you pursue her. You shoot your shot. You say, hey, look, my name is, is Daryl. My name is Hoyt, whatever your name is. And you try to get her to go out to dinner with you, go to a movie, go to lunch, whatever. Under the context of, of trying to pursue something more romantic. It doesn't go that way. Maybe she accepts to go, but... Here's a way to know off bat that the woman ain't feeling you, even if she agrees to go on a date. So if you say, hey, uh, Laura, I want to go on a date with you. Would you like to come to the movies? She says, sure. Can I bring one of my homegirls? She doesn't like you. Straight up. Uh, or if you're like, hey, can I, get, can I get your number? And she's like, 
okay, sure. Give me your number. I'm going to put it in my phone. I'm going to text you. She doesn't like it. It's, it's a lot of different. <laughs> it's a lot of different things I can go down the list on. But I will also say my message to the women that are listening to this is do not befriend a man that has shown you interest on numerous occasions and you have zero romantic interest in him. If you are going to become a friend with a man and let's say from the get go, both of you guys just want to be friends with one another, then I believe that's cool. That's a great way to do it. But if you sit up here and you actually believe in your mind, this guy who wants to have sex with you is attracted to you, wants to go out with you, wants to be in a relationship with you. You really think this dude looks at you like a brother or a sister? Excuse me. No, he's what men believe, what these desperate men in the friend zone believe. And I've been there is that if 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 you can prove to her, oh, you're such a great guy. You have all of these admirable qualities and you know, they think that you're going to suddenly open the door, invite them in into a relationship. But that's just not how it's going to happen. So I also think the onus is on the woman as well is, look, if you cut a guy off and you turn him down in most cases now, There are cases where that happens and you genuinely develop a great friend out of this situation. I think those cases are few and far in between. And I think 80% of the time it's a cat waiting in the in the in the rafters and the rafters of friendship. And he's trying to wait for his opportunity to come down and seize uh to get in a relationship with you, or really just to probably knock it down and have sex with you, just to keep it super a hundred with you. So what I think is don't entertain that. If you're going to cut a guy, if you meet a guy, you know, you're not interested. Don't leave the room there for this man to still hang out with you. And men don't do that to yourself because what you're doing in the so-called quote unquote friend zone is that you're allowing yourself to be an emotional pillow for a woman who has no romantic interest in you and what you're going to do. And I'm speaking from experience now. In the friend zone, you're going to be more and more attracted. You're going to develop more and more feelings for this woman. And you're going to have to cover that because you have to operate under this facade as that you just see her as a friend and that you don't want anything more. And while you're there playing this facetious, not even facetious, excuse me, this, uh, this uh, 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 fabricated role of friendship, that's the word I was looking for, this fabricated uh, uh, role of being a friend or friendship, she's dating in front of you, falling in love in front of you, and you want her so bad. And it's not her fault. A little bit of it is. But the fault is this, fellas. If you shoot your shot and you don't get with that woman, keep it moving. That's all you got to do. Just keep it moving, man. You know, don't sit up here and, you know, you know, uh, try to act like, oh, I'm, we're friends and I love her. And she's, you know, she's just such a, a, a good person. And, you know, you're going over there and mowing her lawn and, you know, baking her cookies and all of this crazy nonsense. And a woman doesn't even love you. She doesn't care about you. 
you have to be realistic guys and and I think my situations for that comes from the fact that I wasn't properly equipped to properly engage those situations with women. You cannot you cannot friend your way into a woman's heart. Either she's going to like you or she's not. And so many of these instances of friend zone is also exploitive because you have women that no, they'll allow they will allow a man around that they have no romantic interest in, that they're not attracted in, they're not attracted to, but they're going to exploit the situation to get things out of this guy. It could be money, it could be, oh, Jeff knows how to fix cars. So anytime my car breaks down, I'm gonna call Jeff. She knows Jeff likes her. She knows Jeff probably has feelings for her, but she's never going to give Jeff a chance. Never going to go on a date with this guy. Why? Because it's a good thing that she's going to exploit it. She's going to go ahead and say, I'm going to use this dude for what I can get out of him. And this is not in every case, but it happens. But dude, men, I'm talking to you. If there's no interest or attraction cut out and peel don't stay there to try to act like you're going to befriend her and you guys are going to be cool or that one day out of the blue she'll realize oh he's such a great guy i need to get in a relationship and hell that might even happen it might be 10 or 15 years after you meet her but dude live your life make sure you date make sure you're meeting multiple people you know be safe of course practice safe sex with whatever you're doing um, but yeah, the friend zone is bullshit. There's, there's no such thing as a friend zone. You're just getting exploited. You're just going to be a person where she comes to and cries about what she's going through with other men and how other men are treating her and how other men aren't, uh, really trying to, you know, show any commitment. And then she's going to hit you with this line. I wish I could find a guy like you and you're inside. Like I am a guy like me. So what's the point? What's the problem? Problem is she's not attracted to you. And ladies, stop letting dudes do things for you that, you know, clearly have feelings for you, but you're never in a million years is going to get you never in a million years. Are you going to give this guy the time of day? We have to be real with each other and we have to keep it real going forward. And for me personally, my friend zone experiences were brutal and I I don't want any other man to go through that. And as what I learned as I got older is that if I shoot my shot, there's no chance I leave. And people are like, oh, Hoyt, why can't you be friends with a girl? I do have women in my life that I, I, I am friends with, but we met under the context of we are friends. And I've never tried to shoot my shot at any of these women. And I think if you meet under that type of context, then it can work as a friendship. Because I look at at least two of these women as sisters. Then that's how it works. So to close this off, you know, I want to do a quick recap and to say that happy Father's Day, happy belated, excuse me, happy belated Father's Day to all of the fathers uh, that are listening to this podcast and all of the fathers that follow me on social media and that we have to have more education on the cognitive, uh, financial, spiritual, mental impacts that having an active father in one's life um, contribute to. 
uh, what type of future success do children see by having an active father in their life? Um, And also just the fact that it's a science to dating. It's a science to pursuing a woman and courtship and a relationship and having a girlfriend and eventually having a wife. It's a process to all of that. And, And I think one of the fundamental steps in learning that is having an active father in your life. And so I want to cap this off by saying, uh, don't fall into the friend zone, fellas. Uh, it's bullshit. There is no friend zone. You're just being emotionally exploited um, by a woman who has no interest in you. And she's probably going to end up uh, dating, you know, your friend or the guy that delivers your mail. Anyway, once again, this is episode five of No Truths Bard. I thank you guys for joining me this week. And once again, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Hoyt, H-O-Y-T underscore Kuwaku, K-W-A-K-U underscore Timmons. Uh, follow me on that. This episode will be up on SoundCloud um, tonight. Um, first thing tomorrow morning as well. Uh, June 18th, 2019. And make sure you subscribe and follow me on SoundCloud. Uh, the YouTube channel is coming soon. In the up uh, next uh, coming weeks, we're going to have some really dope guests on. But once again, thank you for following No Truths Bard, one of the best up and coming podcasts on the internet. And I'm your host, Hoyka Waku Timmons. Much love, much peace, much prosperity. Have a good evening, night, morning, or whenever you listen to this. Take care, and we'll be back again next week with episode six. Peace.